Hello everybody, how you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. I am the host of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, also known as what you're about to listen to. Let me ask you a question. Did you know that this was episode number 166? You did? Of course you did, because you, of course, have listened to every episode and you love every single one of them, just like you're going to love this one. Of course you do. Of course you have. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. And let me ask you another question, my friends. Are you ready to hear this goodness, this weekly goodness that comes from me? Of course you are. Let's get to work. Roll it. Folks, let me ask you a question. Don't you don't you wish sometimes you could just go to a desert island and have everybody just leave you the hell alone? I know if you're a parent, I'm not a parent, but I know if you're a parent, you feel that way. You're going, Calgon, take me away. If you remember that old commercial, you just want to go someplace and you just want to be left alone. I was going to record an episode. No, not an episode, but a segment of this podcast. I was in a car. I was in the mighty Toyota Camry and I was sitting in a parking lot and it was a wonderful day on the East Coast. It's about 75, maybe 80 degrees. Wasn't too humid. The wind was blowing through. And I was just sitting. It was one of those malls that kind of it's kind of a mall, but it's kind of not a mall. It's kind of, you know, it's set up where you just feel comfortable being there. Has just the right amount of trees, has nice people walking through the parking lot with their mocha chaka loco mocha mocha chaka loco mocha mocha chaka loco mocha mocha coffees and parents walking with their children. And I had the windows all rolled down and the car was off. I didn't even have the car radio on listening to sports radio, which I love to listen to on a regular basis. Didn't even have it on. And the cool breeze went through the car and I just thought, this is as close to being on a desert island alone as I'm going to get. Nobody's calling me on my cell phone, my Bluetooth's not blinking. And the cool breeze went through the car. It reminded me of the movie uh, uh, Fearless with Jet Li. And he was a he was a, a, a fighter, Ho Wen Ja. And he was this great fighter. He wanted to be a fighter like his dad and he taught himself to fight. And he was just this dominant fighter and this overzealous fighter and he just picked fights with people because he knew he could win and he whipped the butt of a of a of a master that he was a rival with and then what happened was one of that master's children uh, not children one of that master's students a student that thought of them his opposing the opposing master as a father found out and noticed that ho and jai had killed his master and he in retaliation killed jet lee's character ho and jai's wife and child and he went off on a deep end and through a set of circumstances, he found himself on a farm away from everyone else. Just kind of away. No one knew who he was. And he still had that. I got to get it. 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 Got to do. Got to do. Got to do type feeling. And they were planting rice. And he was so busy trying to plant rice faster than everybody else that he was not even doing it properly. He planted it in the wrong way. You could look at the rice the other people were planting and it was planted in perfect rows. And this was just stacked together and wouldn't have grown properly. And you notice that the people who were planting the rice, they stopped when a breeze came by and they just enjoyed the breeze. And he's looking at him, what the hell is, forget that, I got to plant this rice. 
Now, during the course of the movie, he he changed into another person. He, he figured out that you need to just enjoy the breeze sometimes. You just need to relax and do the job methodically and enjoy the process of doing your job. Enjoy the process of doing the things you need to do and do them properly. Enjoy the feeling of the breeze. And just like the other people would stop planting the rice and feel the breeze. They just enjoyed the breeze. Well, I'm the kind of guy that likes to go and go and do and do. But I sat in this car, like I said earlier, just a little more, just a moment ago. Sometimes you just want to go to a desert island and be left alone. And I sat in the car with the windows down. I just enjoyed the breeze. I still had the same problem. I still had a whole bunch of people bothering me for crap and taking up too much time. But I enjoyed the breeze. No one was calling me. And I saw this beautiful sister walking down, holding her child's hand, walking through the parking lot. Carrying her mocha chaka loca laka choka laka loca mocha choka loca coffee. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be kind of cool if I was standing next to that beautiful little girl and, and her gorgeous mother holding the other, the, hand, the other child's hand because that was my wife and my child? Wouldn't that be awesome? I don't have that right now, but I would like to have that. And then the breeze came through again. And I just enjoyed the breeze. just enjoyed the breeze and then the person I was driving around came back got back into the car and they started talking about their problems and yeah, this is wrong and that is wrong and this sucks and this and the breeze came through and I didn't enjoy it at that point it was just air blowing through the car you ever just look at the amount of time during the course of the week that other people are giving you things to do that help them not realizing that you're trying to build something of your own maybe you're trying to build a business maybe you're trying to work out maybe you're trying to eat right maybe you're trying to build a career that kind of stalled because you spent too much time trying to plant that rice like Jet Li did in the movie you're so busy trying to get it done I gotta put this down I put this down I don't care what the other people are doing I've gotta do it better than those people I gotta do it faster I gotta and then you realize their rows are even and smooth and their rice is gonna grow and yours isn't gonna grow you had the same materials they had but you didn't apply them the right way you were so busy trying to be better than everybody else you didn't do things right and you never stopped to enjoy the breeze <laughs> you have to make sure you take care of things and make sure that you take care of yourself because I sat there and I, and I thought in terms of how many hours of my day are spent doing things for other people so they can get things done that they wanted to get done? Now, these are things they could have done themselves. They could have asked other people to do these specific things. You can tell whether or not people respect your time based on the amount of your time that they take away, the amount of time that they demand that you give to them by putting themselves in circumstances where you now, as a, as a compassionate human being, feel obliged to help that person. I remember one time when I realized how many people were asking things of me, requiring different chunks of my day, different chunks of time for me. How much time was taken away from the things I wanted to do and needed to do and dreamt about doing and wanted and needed. How many hours were taken away and I realized they were taking the amount of time, almost the amount of time during the course of my week as if I was working a second full time job. Now, individually, they weren't necessarily taking up too much time. Individually, this person only needed an hour here or two hours there, 45 minutes here, an hour there, 50 minutes here. And, and it just kept going. It's like getting a thousand paper cuts. If you ever cut your finger and you get a paper cut, it's, you go, ooh, but it's not really that big a deal. You don't even put a Band-Aid on it. You wipe the blood off your hand. Maybe you rinse your hand off. Maybe you probably grab a tissue off the table, wipe your hand on and keep on doing what you're doing. But what about that was quickly followed by another one and another one and another one. It was constant paper cuts. You got 50,000 paper cuts, not just one paper cut, 100,000 paper cuts, not just one, 500,000 paper cuts. You bleed to death. And each individual person who caused the paper cut only sees their paper cut. So when you go out, they're going, why is this person complaining? I just caused one paper cut. No, you caused one paper cut that came after the other 15,000 paper cuts. And the thing you wanted to do, the thing you're trying to build, the thing you want to build your life around, the life you want, the things you dream about. 
They're bleeding to death, but they only see their paper cut. They don't see all the other ones, but you do. I remember when I looked at the course of the week and it was taking so much time up during the course of my week that literally I would get home at 6.30, 7 o'clock doing stuff for other people. And I had 10 hours of work to do for myself, maybe for the podcast, maybe for comedy, maybe for whatever thing I was writing, whatever it was. And I had to stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning and then get up at 8 o'clock to do something else and not get any sleep because I had to accommodate all these other people. And then I thought, you know what, uh, you know, a uh, Saturday, Saturday, you know, I'll be able to do a lot of work Saturday. I'm a pretty efficient guy. I know my weeks are being destroyed, but I'll do some work on Saturday. It's not that big of a deal. I'll get the work done on Saturday. Damn it. Yeah, Saturday. And then all of a sudden people noticed that I was around on Saturday. They'd see the car there and they realized that's what's home. And could you do and could you help? And I'm in trouble. I really need. Could you? And I need it. Could you, could you take me here? Could we do this? I need this, this, that. And all of a sudden now it's not just Monday through Friday. Now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday too. And now all of a sudden you're getting home at five o'clock on Saturday. And now you don't even have a Saturday anymore. Oh, no. Doesn't really matter, damn it. Okay, I don't get anything done on Saturday. Everybody knows I like to watch football on Saturday. Doing football, not Saturday, but on Sunday. Well, I like to watch college football on Saturdays if I'm, if I'm home. But uh, I like to watch football on Sundays. Everybody knows that football is my favorite sport. I love to watch football. I love to watch my hometown team. And I'm sure everybody knows it's my entire adult life. Everybody knows. Leave S alone on Sunday. He wants to see football. Do not bother S. He'll even do whatever you want up until uh, there's enough time for him to get home to be home for the kickoff of his favorite football game. But he'll do. He'll even get up early on Sunday to help you out. But if you leave him alone on Sunday so we can watch football, not a problem. He'll do it. He's that nice of a guy. I mean, we already ruined Monday through Saturday. Let's not ruin Sunday. Let's at least let him have that. Let's let him have Sunday to sit down and enjoy the breeze. I live on the East Coast right now first kickoff of the games kickoff at one o'clock and you would figure knowing that people would leave me alone they wouldn't put themselves in circumstances where of course they would make it important impossible for me to get back to see the kickoff especially if you're thinking in terms of the whole week being ruined guess again you get home at 2 30 on Sunday during football season when your home team starts at one o'clock. Oh no. I realized that I wasn't taking my own advice. Advice I had given to a younger relative of mine who was always one of those people that hung out with her girlfriends and, 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 and another male relative basically gave him the same advice and he's hanging out with his boys and everyone else got to do whatever they wanted to and he, metaphorically speaking, was the coat holder at the party. You don't want to be the coat holder at the party. If you know, in, this, in, this, in this instance, the party is life itself. You're the coat holder. You got invited to the party. Hold this coat for me, man. Let me go dance. Hold this purse for me. Let me go dance. Watch my hat. Watch my cell phone. Hold on to my GPS. I'll be right back. And you know they're not going to be right back. Once they get out and start partying, they forget that you're there. They're so oblivious. They don't even pay attention to the mound and mound of coats in front of you is growing. And the stack of cell phones is growing. And the GPSs are growing. And all that, you're just sitting there at a table with a bunch of coats sitting in front of you. And after a while, the coats and everything is built up so high. Not only are you not dancing, you can't even see the dance floor anymore. You get to the point where you don't even wear your good clothes at the party because you know you're not going to get to dance in the first place. You're going to be sitting there holding coats and cell phones and GPSs. 
And I realized I had become what I didn't want my younger relatives to become. When I talked to them and they asked for advice from me, I told them, don't be the coat holder. It's okay to hold a coat every once in a while if you get an equal amount of time on the dance floor. And if the people asking you to hold the coat or to watch a cell phone or to watch a GPS or to sit here for a minute and hold on to this, if you get an opportunity to go out to the party and dance too, I realized I was sitting there holding coats. Don't hold coats, anybody. Don't hold coats. There's a coat room for that. You know, I'm not. It's not my job to say to save you four dollars from the from the coat check person. That's their job to hold your coat, not mine. Well, I don't trust them. Well, then don't bring a coat. Turn on the heat in your car. But I'm not sitting at the table holding your coat while you dance. Because the funny thing about it is, all of a sudden, that becomes your job. They literally invite you to the party. And they'll, they'll literally come back to get, get their coats. Man, that party was slamming. It was great. It was awesome. It was incredible. It was the best. It, it ruled. It ruled. It. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't you have a great time? No, I did not have a great time. I was sitting here watching your coats, you bastards. <laughs> and that's what I said to my young relative. You don't have to be a coat holder. Somebody says, hold my coat. Watch my coat. No. Point to the coat room. There's a coat room back there. There's a spot on the dance floor I need to be standing on. And I realized that that's what I needed to start doing again. I had allowed people to pile coats up in front of me. (laughs) And I made the decision to stop holding coats right around the time I started to do this podcast. You know, it'll be two years in October. This podcast will be two years old in October. That was the last time I actually was sitting around holding coats for people. And it's really weird, man. It's really weird how that works. You know? Because the people, like I said, the people don't even realize what they're doing to you. I mean, some might. But even if they did, whether they did or whether they don't, whether they knew or whether they don't know, it really doesn't matter. It's the same thing happens to you. It's amazing the level of disrespect you get sometimes when you allow people to give it to you. I don't see the thing is I don't even know what's worse when someone is overtly disrespectful to you because they're like, I'm going to teach that person a lesson. At least at that point, they think of you as a viable human being and they may be using disrespect as a weapon to knock down someone they consider an equal or someone they think of as greater than them to knock you down a peg to get you to where they are. Or maybe they maybe they just think of you as competition. At least then you know that that person is being disrespectful to you, thinks of you as a viable human being. At least you know, and you can put your dukes up and you can battle back at them. At least they see you. Right? It's like when you're in school and the the bully picks on you. There's there's the people that the bully picks on because they think they're greater than them. And there's a different feel to that. And then there's a person that picks on you because they're like, oh, this person's a threat. But then there's the people that treat you as if you're invisible. And those are the worst ones because they don't even they don't even notice you enough to want to battle you. They don't even notice you enough to want to knock you down a peg. You're not even on the peg board to these people. Why are they knock you down a peg? They don't even see your punk ass unless they check the bottom of their shoe because they done walked all over you. I used to be that guy. So do me a favor. Don't hold coats for anybody, please. You know, if you have something that you need to do, something that's important to you, something that you want to work on, please just go and do it. If there's a bunch of people taking up a lot of your time for crap that they could do for themselves. Let them do it for themselves. You can tell what type of person it is by their reaction to it. Could you give me a ride to this? Could you do this? Could you do that? I need you to watch this. I can't. I have to do this. Oh, okay, cool. All right, uh, well, okay, I, I got to go find a person to help me out with this thing. I'll talk to you later, all right? That's the person you want to have around as a friend because they're legitimately asking if you could you if you if could be of service. And when they find out that you can't, they respect you enough to see that you have something to do. And they're respecting the thing that you said you're doing enough to realize, let me just leave this person alone and try to get my other thing together. Let me get, let me get done the thing I need to get done. I respect what you're doing. I respect your answer. 
And then there's the other person. I can't do it. Oh, man, really? Oh, man, come on, baby, 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 baby. And they start giving you a hard time, browbeating you. They're mean to you for the next three weeks. All of a sudden, they try to retaliate by being passive aggressive. Oh, no. That person's got to go. I've seen these things. I've lived these things. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Okay, I went to a few good men for some reason. Didn't matter there. But, uh... <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Don't hold any coats, man. Don't hold any coats. There's a coat room for that. Do what you're supposed to do for yourself. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. Especially if you're building something important for yourself. Especially if you're trying to change your life. Don't hold the coats. Okay? I'm just I'm just saying. I held a few coats in my time and that dance floor looked really good. And I said, I'm not holding the coats anymore. And I got out on the dance floor and grooved, man. I was like, I'm like Tony Monero in, in uh, Saturday Night Fever. You know, when you remember that, remember you ever seen that movie Saturday Night Fever when Tony Monero gets out on the dance floor? You know, he starts doing his dance solo, that famous dance solo from the movie uh, 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 Saturday Night Fever where he's dancing. Everybody's out there jamming and rolling around and doing splits and doing all these cool disco moves and all of that crap. That's what you want to be, damn it. You want to be Tony uh, played by John Travolta in the movie Saturday Night Fever. You want to be that bastard. That's what you want to be, damn it. You want to look down and see the dance floor with all those lights flashing and everybody's clapping because they see how good a dancer you are. You don't see a movie built around the chump that's behind where the camera is showing. You know, everybody's looking at Tony Monero. You don't see a movie built around the sucker standing in the back holding coats, do you? Saturday Night Colt Holder would not have been a good movie because holding coats sucks. Get your punk ass out on the dance floor, damn it. Because I'm out there and I'm looking forward to seeing you. But just don't mess my solo up. Wait until I'm done dancing by myself at this song. Don't be greedy, you selfish bastards. Because I wouldn't cut in front of you. Okay, maybe I would cut in front of you because my dance moves are so good, you bastards. Okay, I would not cut in front of you. I'd dance to my song, get my shine. And then I'd step off the dance floor and watch you dance on the dance floor and clap for you too, damn it. So let's all get out on the dance floor. You dig? segment over okay folks let me ask you a question you know this is this is a weird thing you ever fall out of love with somebody or have somebody fall out of love with you you know what that's like isn't that like a really weird feeling you know you still you still feel the same way but something happened to them it's almost like eating the same food and one person gets sick and the other person doesn't get sick they're on the toilet retching and you're going what are you talking about the salad was fine we actually ate from the same salad. We shared the same fork. Why is this person throwing up and I'm feeling good? And that's what it's like when somebody else falls out of love. They get sick and you don't. You feel great and they can't stand your guts. They hate the hell out of your punk ass. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I've fallen out of love with people and I've had people fall out of love with me. I know you're probably going, S. <laughs> No one could actually fall out of love with you. This isn't a true story. This is one of those essays you're using for humorous purposes. And it's very, very true, of course. I'm just saying this to make you feel better. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. But I remember sitting in the car next to a girl and we were in a relationship and I was happy and I thought she was happy and she was happy yesterday. And we're sitting there and she answered the innocuous question and we were having an innocuous conversation and she spoke to me in a way to let me know the party was over. She didn't like me anymore. She didn't love me anymore. She didn't want to be with me anymore. And she made it clear and she didn't even have to say it in words. It was in her face. It was like, why do you still exist? Why don't you just I just she, you ugh, that's what was going on in her face and it was awful see the thing is you're like people are just ingredients you realize that you're just ingredients and you're ingredients that could be awesome individually you know some people like pepperoni by itself they love pepperoni i know people that will literally sit on the chair and eat pepperoni by itself just pepperoni yum i love it 
And I know people will sit on the chair and just eat cheese by itself. Oh, I love cheese. Let me bust this bag of cheese open and get to eating this cheese. They love it. I know people that just love bread. I know people that will actually take those little cups of sauce that you're supposed to dip stuff in and they just drink those or or just put anything in them. It's not even about the thing they're dipping in the sauce. They don't care. They dip a pencil in that, that sauce. They just love the sauce. It's all about that. It's all ingredients. And sometimes when you put the ingredients together, yeah, they're better than the individual individual, uh, ingredients. They really are. Yeah. You take the pepperoni, you take the cheese, you take the sauce, you take the bread, you put them in an oven. And what do you have? You got pizza. And everybody loves pizza. Pizza's the best. You can't get enough pizza. Pizza's good hot. Pizza's good cold. And the pizza is like a happy marriage. You put them together, you put them in that oven, and it's great. The pepperoni is you, the cheese is the other person, the sauce is the sex, the dough is the is the friendship, and the heat is the thing that forges it together, and that is the marriage itself. Oh, yeah. You put that all together, you got pizza, and pizza just absolutely rules. But some people don't, some people, even though they get a pizza, will pull the pepperoni off. You ever just order a pepperoni pizza and there's one person that just pulls the pepperoni off the pizza? And they're going, what is this person pulling the pepperoni off the pizza? That person used to like pepperoni and now they pull the pepperoni off. All of a sudden, the pepperoni comes home and the pepperonis, uh, uh, luggage is in the hallway and the door's Locks have been changed. You're not wanted on this pizza anymore, punk. Get out. Sometimes the cheese comes home and all of a sudden the cheese's luggage are outside. Yeah, well, I just realized that the sauce and the pepperoni and the dough and the heat is good enough. The cheese isn't even really good for us. It's bad enough to have the pepperoni, but the pepperoni is nice. But the cheese is just clogging up stuff and I'm good without the cheese. Get out, sucker. I've seen people pull the cheese off their pizza, take the pepperoni off the cheese, put the pepperoni back on the pizza and roll it up. They just wanted the dough, the dough, the sauce, and the pepperoni, and just put the cheese in a ball of glue and some tissue. Oh my God, that's horrible. Sometimes you see the pizza and the pepperoni comes home and it wants to jump on top of that cheese pizza, get in the oven and make that wonderful, wonderful thing we all love. And they find out, oh, no, you're not wanted on this pizza anymore. You know why? Because you've been pulled off and replaced with sausage. Oh, that's right. And the pepperoni sits outside and goes, wait a second. I was just on top of that delicious cheese. That's just for me that's my space on top of that cheese and the sausage goes nah jack you're not wanted on this pizza anymore and the pepperoni's a little freaking goes you know some people like pepperoni and sausage pizza is there any way that both of us can get on top of the cheese and the cheese picks up the phone to call the police because you're a disgusting freak pepperoni you make that cheese sick and the sausage is like look I have nothing against pizza that have two meats touching, but I'm just not that type of sausage. I don't want any pepperoni on top of me while I'm on top of the cheese. I like to be deep up in the cheese and sauce all by myself. Yeah, that's right. Okay, this got weird, didn't it? But it's a really weird thing when somebody falls out of love with you and you still love them. That is the worst thing in the world because you can't understand what the hell is going on. I've been there. Everything looks the same. You still look at her and you're going, good Lord, I want to just hug this woman and kiss this woman and say good stuff to her and treat her good. And she's looking at you like, oh, my God. You make me sick. Go away and get hit by a bus and vice versa. She's looking at you like I really want to jump on top of him and do this and grab that. And you're going, no, get away from me. But the funny thing about it is you got to realize that falling out of love is not necessarily just about romantic relationships. Oh, no, you can fall out of love with your friends, too. You know what I'm talking about. You have had friends that are huge pains in the buttocks. 
Everything was great when you were in your 20s, when you were going to frat house parties, and maybe when you were teenagers and you were in high school. Hey, hey, hey Bill just pulled his pants down and lit his fart. Yuck, 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 yuck. Look at Bill drinking that kegger. Yuck, 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 yuck. Hey, look, Bill whipped that guy's butt. Yuck, 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 yuck. And that was fun then. Then you get into your 30s and you're now wearing a suit and going to a job. You got a new wife and kid. And Bill is still pulling his pants down and lighting farts at 34 years old and still trying to pick fights at bars at 35 and still doing handstands on top of kegs at 36 and you're going, I got to get rid of this bastard. You loved him then, you don't love him now. Why? You fell out of love with that thing. You grew, they didn't. You've all had friends like that. I had a couple of friends like that too. I had to get rid of the bastards. Didn't I didn't mean that I didn't like talking to them. We were cool in the individual basis in the short spurts. But if you take them anywhere, oh no. I had a couple of friends that did this thing where they would shoplift crap. And I said, I said, you stole stuff? Yeah, good. I said, uh-uh, we cannot go anywhere. Mm-mm, I can't go anywhere. First of all, I don't agree with stealing. Second of all, I don't want to be in there when your punk ass gets arrested and I get arrested because you decided you had to have that gum. You had to have that soda. You had to have that movie. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You've been there before. You know what I'm talking about. You've had to get rid of people. Sometimes the people don't even realize that you're getting rid of their punk ass. They don't even realize it. You just don't call them back. And you kind of grow apart. You hope you grow apart. You, just, you know, it's like when you see a tree grow in the direction of a sun. You're going, please let the sun move in another direction to let this tree called Jack Acetol move and grow in that direction. Let the water source be over there so it just its roots go in that direction and doesn't crack my cement in the front of my house. You just want that sucker to move on. You can fall out of love with your friends. You can also fall out of love with your family, too. And I've seen that as well. See, normal people, when you have a family, that's a huge pain in the ass. You know, it is what it is. They're your family. They're jackasses sometimes. And then two or three days later, everything's back to normal. He or she was an ass. But then, then, then you were an ass. And then and everything's cool. Your kids are pains in the ass. But then everything goes back and you're glad. You're glad you love them. You see a little bit of yourself in them. You see a little bit of your spouse in them. And everything's great. But sometimes they're pains in the ass. You don't not love your kids you don't not love your spouse in a relationship that's going to go on forever they're just annoying a little bit on specific occasions or for stretches of of, of time but sometimes you just fall out of love with the family and i've seen it oh i've seen it and it is just it was it's almost as embarrassing and uncomfortable when you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't love you in a romantic tip you're sitting there watching this person and they answer the phone when their mother calls and they have the same look that on their faces. If you know that look you have on your face when somebody surprises you by putting some curdled milk underneath your nose and they're saying, is this bad yet? And you go, oh, that look, that feeling, that's the same feeling this guy got whenever one of his relatives called up. He moved across the country and they all thought he moved across the country for work. He had the same stupid crap job where they were that he had in this side of the country. He just wanted to get away from their punk asses And I don't blame them Because they were jackasses They were huge jackasses Yeah that's right He didn't love them And I can understand it You have to ask yourself a question What is family for the most part You are obliged to quote love family unquote Because they're around you all the time Because you grew up in the same household But you didn't pick them It's not like an NFL team or an NBA team or an NHL team or an MLB team where you get to pick and choose who's going to be on the team. You make, okay, I would like to, I would like to have that person and that person. I would like that person to be a cousin and that person to be a brother and that person to be a parent. You don't get to pick them. You just get handed them. You're like getting it's like you're the coach of a team that sucks and you're stuck with them because of salary cap problems. And you basically just have to let this team suck until the contracts are up. Well, with family, the contracts are never up. You're stuck with the same lame ass team no matter what. And you can't lose your job because there's no other job to get. You just got to sit there and suffer through your Two and 14 seasons with these bastards because you can't get out. And that's what it's like when you fall out of love with your lame ass family. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
But with relationships, when you fall out of love or a person falls out of love with you, you can immediately just go find somebody else. It may take six months. It may take three months. Hell, you may run into someone cool. or what. You may have been in a relationship with they fell out of love with you and you didn't even realize you fell out of love with the person. You just got into the habit. That's my significant other. We go out. We're miserable. We go home. We get it on. It feels kind of good. And we go to sleep. And then there's flashes of happiness. And then you realize the flashes of happiness have nothing to do with the significant other. It's the activity. You had a great time because you're at a Prince concert. You are happy because you're at the Prince concert. You're not happy because you're with her. You're happy because Prince is singing his hits. And you, for some reason, that's just enough to make you think you had a good time. And you're driving home talking about how awesome Prince is. And you realize it was awesome in spite of that person, not because of the person. And then it goes back to shit again. (laughs) And it's the same thing with your friends and your family. Sometimes you'll have a Thanksgiving thing and everything's kind of cool. Everybody's acting normal. Nobody's being the normal asshole they are the other 364 days of the year. Everybody's just eating turkey and watching football and having a great time. And you realize you're not having a great time because of these douchebags. You're having a great time because that game went in the double overtime and the turkey was tender. Oh yeah, the turkey was tender and those mashed potatoes were awesome and that mac and cheese ruled and that pie was awesome. What about your relatives? (laughs) They still stink but they stunk less because we're all having a great time because of the meal and the double overtime game and you realize you had a good time in spite of them (laughs) you can fall out of love with anybody man you fall out of love with anybody it was really weird it's just weird it's like it's like it's like having something that's valuable and you put it down on the table and then you come back and it's gone. And you're like, where the hell is it? The doors are locked from the inside. Where did it go? And you walk around looking for it and you don't realize that it's just gone. It's gone. It disintegrated. It didn't disappear. It's not in the house anywhere. It disintegrated. It was not made out of the stuff you thought it was made out of. It was made out of some stuff that just like a Mission Impossible. Mm, 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 mm. This happiness in this relationship will dissolve in 14 years. Mm, 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 mm. Don't go looking for it, jackass, because it's not there anymore. Mm, mm. Did I use the right music? I don't know. Whatever it is, that was dramatic music. And if that's not the right Mission Impossible music, you get the point. Shut up. <laughs> but it really is it's like it's like you have something it's the love you put it on the table and it sits there and you go in and you look at it every day i oh, look at that love on the table i got that love for these people look at that love on the table and you come in one day look at that love where the hell is it <laughs> it dissolved it's gone it's not put in another room you can look for it as much as you want to but like the mission impossible it's gone it dissolved it only lasted 14 years and sometimes you should you should just not waste your time looking for it just realize it's gone it's never going to come back you got to find another place find another love cube put it on the table and investigate it and make sure it's the kind that had you flip it open flip it open over open it up and check inside to see how long it's supposed to last and if it only lasts six months either don't make don't bring it into your house or just go well i'm just going to enjoy this for six months then it's going to dissolve and i'll find another one you know what i mean you can fall out of love with anybody. You can fall out of love with relatives. You can fall out of love with your girlfriend. Hell, you can fall out of love with yourself. I know what that feels like. I actually did that shit. <laughs> you know, you know, you're this love for yourself is only going to last from 17 to 24. After that, that shit's going to dissolve, sucker. And you're not going to like yourself at all. Ha ha ha. Deal with it, punk. And unlike a relationship with a relative or a girlfriend, you can't get away from it. You can't break up with it because you're stuck with yourself, you bastard. Deal with it, punk. 
And that's what happened to me. There was a time when I didn't love myself at all. And I know you know what that feels like. You may not know what it feels like over an extended period of time, but you know what it's not like to not like yourself. You've done things you've been embarrassed by. You've done things where you're going, oh, why did I? Oh, why did I do that? You probably had a one night stand with somebody. And I know people that had one night stands with somebody that they know they shouldn't have gotten it on with. And they did it anyway. And they're going, oh, why did I do that? And you realize okay there's no condom in the trash can and this toilet hasn't been flushed oh oh, 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 god i drank alcohol and got it on with someone with no condom and i know you some of you have done that i've never done that because i don't drink you know I know you picked somebody to be friends with a relationship with and you realize what a dumb mistake you made and you oh why did i do that or maybe you got too heavy maybe you got heavy And you didn't like yourself because you got too heavy. Maybe you didn't like yourself because you made bad choices. And instead of making the choice to stop doing that crap, you just beat the crap out of yourself. You walk up to the mirror and you look in the mirror and you go, I don't like you, dude. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. And God dang it, nobody likes you. Shout out to Stuart Smalley's character from Saturday Night Live, played by the wonderful Al Franken. (laughs) But that's just it, man. I know what it's like to fall out of love with myself. But when the Mission Impossible music started and it dissolved, I said, you know what? If I had that love for me once, I can find it again. And I went to Best Buy and I bought a love for S. Anthony box and I got the Geek Squad I signed up for the Geek Squad so if I ever stop loving me, they'll come right out and fix it. Yeah, that's right. But then I went a step further. I said, okay, I still have a little Geek Squad time left, but I'm going to figure out and I'm going to take some classes and learn how to fix this thing. So if I ever stop loving me, I can fix the crap myself. I don't need you, Geek Squad, damn it. I'll fix my love for me, my damn self. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) so i know what it's like and we all know what it's like to fall out of love with someone else and to fall out of love with your friends and to fall out of love with your family and i'm sure at some point you fell out of love with yourself even if it was for a short period of time but just so you know if you're hearing this voice means you've been listening to me most likely for a long period of time or even if you're just listening to me for this one episode maybe this is the first one that you've ever heard i want to let you know one thing my friends the S man loves you. Yes, I do. And I'm not going to stop loving you. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because you exist, damn it. But if you're a really hot woman with delicious buttocks and wonderful chest yummies and you're fun to be with and intelligent and smart and charming and accomplished and wants to get it on and make babies and marry a very cute comedian podcast caster philosopher wannabe who's just charming and incredible i got more love for you oh yeah yeah that's right (laughs) you dig (laughs) segment over okay folks let's talk about caitlin jenner okay i'm gonna call caitlin jenner Caitlyn Jenner and I'm going to refer to Caitlyn Jenner as her why because that's what she wants and if somebody asks me to call him something I'm calling them that why because that's what they asked me to call them there's people out there that don't that call Sean Combs Puff Daddy P Diddy Diddy why because he asked you to you'll actually hear news anchors refer to Sean Combs as Sean P Diddy Combs or Diddy why because he said so now, why can't we call people what they want them to be, them to, to be called? If they want to be called something, call them that. You know how annoying it is when you go online and you see these jackasses who are extremists who say things, I don't care what Caitlyn Jenner wants to be called. He was called Bruce by his mama, and I'm going to call him Bruce. That's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have any friends that have nicknames and then after after a while they decide to tell you, you know what? It was okay to call me Boom Boom when I was nine years old, but I'm 15 years old now and I want to be called William. 
everybody who's had a child in the family, which is everybody, you all have had children in the family tell you, I don't want to be called by my childhood nickname anymore. I want to be called by my name. When I was 17 years old and started doing comedy, the girls in the in the the bar because I was 17 years old and I was cute and I'm chocolatey, ah ha ha, just like now. They called me Puddin'. They would squeeze my cheeks on my face and kiss me on the forehead, and instead of calling me by my name, they called me Puddin'. And I didn't mind it at all. Oh no, I did not mind it at all. Ah ha ha. But then all of a sudden, the dudes started calling me Puddin'. And if you're a dude and you're 17 and everybody else is 25, 28, you don't want to be called Puddin'. It just doesn't help to be called Puddin'. And I put up with it for a couple of years. And after a while, I said, guys, could you do me a favor? I'm 19 years old now at the time. Could you call me by my name? I don't like Puddin'. And the waitresses would go, you don't want to be called Puddin'? I said, um, I plan on getting it on with a couple of you so you guys can call me Puddin'. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I thought it, but I didn't say it. But they stopped calling me Puddin'. Why? Because I asked them to. They went, okay, we'll call you by your name. You know, at the time I went by Steve Thomas because that's what the S in S. Anthony Thomas stands for. It stands for Steve. But I didn't want to be called Steve anymore. I changed my name. I want to be called S. Anthony. And guess what? When I told everybody I'm not Steve anymore, I'm S. Anthony. And this is a while ago when I made the change. They all went, okay. And they immediately re began referring to me as S. Anthony because that's what I prefer to be called. Call people what they want to be called, man. I'm not going to call Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. His mom called him Bruce, and I'm going to call him Bruce. Why are you so defiantly being disrespectful of someone who has no effect on your life whatsoever? Well, if you listen to this, by the way, I'm doing an impression of one of the guys I saw on the Internet. I'm not going to identify because he just represents a whole bunch of other jackasses. This guy, Caitlyn Jenner, who I'm going to call Bruce. I'm only calling him Caitlyn right now so you'll know who I'm talking about. But I'm going to call him Bruce. That's what his mama called him. That's what he's been called when he won the medals. And that's what I'm going to call him. I don't care. Every time you see these people putting on their dresses and putting on their fake breasts and taping down their genitals and they just they, they, if you see this and you say that this is acceptable behavior what's going to start happening is you're going to see a whole lot of people deciding a bunch of young boys deciding to put on a dress and put on fake boobies and tape down their genitals and they're gonna start calling themselves girls names how would you feel if your son on the football team decides he doesn't no longer wants to be on the football team he comes home and he says dad I don't want to be Chuck Johnson Jr. I want to be Camille, Camille Johnson. And do you have any tape for my genitals? <coughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cough in the middle of that, but I get a little choked up. I know one thing, if my son actually came home and said he didn't want to be Chuck anymore, he wants to be Camille, and he wanted, I said, wait, what are you doing, boy? Put that tape down and stop trying to tape down your genitals you're gonna be my son chuck i take him to church and if he decides to keep saying that i'll beat him with the bible across his forehead and buttocks and you see these guys getting worked up over somebody they don't know. Somebody that has no effect on their life whatsoever. And I got news for you. I'm as, I'm as susceptible to a sales job as anyone else. I've purchased a few things I didn't want. And I've actually had sales training. I've purchased a few things. Spent a little extra money on things I didn't necessarily need. I've had salespeople talk me into stuff before I had sales training. But I can, I'll be honest with you. 
I really don't think no matter how famous a person is, no matter how influential a person is, I'm not going to see them on the cover of Vanity Fair, see them being being uh, interviewed by Diane Sawyer, see them on their own reality show, sit back and go, you know, I was Steve Thomas at one point, and then I decided to change my name professionally and personally to S. Anthony Thomas, but I got news for you. I think I'm going to put on a dress put on some breasts and tape down my genitals and I'm going to be Stephanie Anthony Thomas. That's right. S. Antonia Thomas. That's what I'm going to be. Why? No, I didn't have any inclinations in that way. No, I didn't spend my entire life feeling like I was a woman trapped inside a man's body and feel distance from society because there was something inside myself beating and burning, telling me I was born with the wrong body of decision that I have to sit down and mull over and over and over again for decades because there are jackasses who will sit there and torture me in the media and in my personal life and maybe even beat me up and kill me over a personal choice that has nothing to do with them. I didn't have that happen, no. But I did see a person that I don't know and don't really know that much about on television make that decision and because I see that I'm now going to tape down my genitals and BS Antonia Thomas. <laughs> no. Call people what they want to be called. Just show respect to other people. Don't sit around talking about how everything, everybody should have freedom. And then when someone decides to be who they really are, who they feel they really are. And I know some people who are transgender. Yes, I've lived in San Francisco. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Los Angeles. And yes, because I know some people that have gone through this particular transition, I may be a little more sensitive to it than other people because I have personal experience seeing people go through similar struggles in front of me. But even if I didn't, why would I give a crap and be angry about something somebody else does? Leave people alone. Leave people alone to make their own decisions about their own lives. It has nothing to do with these jackasses. Because these guys are the same people that will get upset when somebody gets their ass whipped by a police officer. And you have respect for the for police officers. You can have respect for police officers and be upset when a police officer does something wrong. I can't believe these people getting mad and hating all cops because of what one police officer does. Well, that's because it doesn't happen to you. It's amazing when people get so upset about things that have nothing to do with them. Me personally, if Caitlyn Jenner wants to be called Caitlyn Jenner, I'm going to trust her and say that's who you are and I'm going to believe you. I know it's a tough decision to be Caitlyn in a world f with a bunch of people that are going to sit on the entire net and be on their little talk radio shows and spend four hours a day saying lots of homophobic and transphobic stuff. You see, I got a little bored getting angry at the Negroes. Now it's time for me because I got all this hate. I got to hate somebody. I really hate myself, but I can't go on the radio and talk about how much I suck. Granted, you can actually listen to my radio program and see me on the entire net and see how much I absolutely suck as a human being. Because instead of just informing people or entertaining people on the entire net, I have to be on the entire net and the radio talking about people I don't know and saying lots of angry, nasty things about people who I don't know. I got nothing better to do. Now, I know that that particular guy had a country accent, and many times we always think that it's always somebody down south who has that kind of hatred, but it's not the case. I was driving through South Jersey, and you start to see a, the bumper stickers, and I'm sitting there going, who makes a bumper sticker that says, I don't care, you make Caitlin to you, Bruce to me, or so, it was something similar to that, and I'm going, Really? 
That's what you want the public to know about you as a human being. You couldn't have a bumper sticker talking about how great your kid is. You couldn't have a bumper sticker talking about how much you love the company, the country. You couldn't have a funny bumper sticker. You couldn't. You couldn't. You had to put a bumper sticker on your car to let everybody know that you're a bit of a bigot toward people who are different than you. Doesn't make any sense. Now I never really paid much attention to Bruce Jenner when he won his medals i was way too young to give a crap i mean i probably watched it on television like everybody else but i was a little dopey kid you know some little punk ass kid what the hell i mean when you're when you're that young you don't you pay you're not you're playing with toys or something whatever the hell little kids do i mean so to, to me bruce jenner at the time bruce jenner the artist formerly known as bruce jenner at that time he was the guy who, you know, by the time I was really paying any attention to him, it was 86 or something. And it was like, oh, 10 years ago, Bruce Jenner. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. You see him on ABC, Wide World of Sports. That's a pretty great accomplishment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He won a medal. That's awesome. That's pretty incredible. And that's it. And I never thought about him. So what? Didn't affect my life at all. And no matter what he did, it didn't affect my life at all. Zero effect. Didn't change anything. Didn't come a bubble up into my consciousness at all. When he was part of the Cardassian show, which I never saw, you know, people are oh, the Cardassian. Ah. It's, a, it's a reality show. You watch it or you don't. Who cares? And then all of a sudden, well, Bruce looks kind of, you know, uh, I ain't going to say nothing. But I mean, Bruce looks a little, you know, <laughs> and all the gay jokes and stuff. People didn't even, re- you know, people not even realizing he's making a transition. But what if he was gay? What if he never felt like a woman in a man's body? He was just actually a dude who was gay. Would that be a reason to treat him like crap? What he does in the bedroom with another guy really doesn't matter to you. Doesn't matter. It's none of your business. Stay out of people's bedrooms. I don't hate anybody. And if I'm going to hate somebody, if I'm going to hate somebody, it's going to be because they did something that affects either my life, the life of people I love, the life of people I know, or just in general affects someone's life directly and negatively. You've got to do something to make me hate you. And it's got to be pretty bad. Otherwise, I'm just going to be annoyed with you and move along. So when somebody said to me, are you going to, would you, would you call Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner? And would you refer to Caitlyn Jenner as her? And I would say, does Caitlyn Jenner want to be called Caitlyn Jenner? Yes. Then I will call Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Does Caitlyn Jenner want to be referred to as her or she? Yes. Then I will refer to Caitlyn Jenner as her or she. Why? Because Caitlyn Jenner is a human being And that's what they want to be called. I remember working in in an office and there was a guy there. He was a bit of a stickler for everything. And his name was Steven with a PH. Hello, guys, I'm your manager. And what we're going to do in this office now is we're going to have what they refer to as hook tapes and what we're going to do is we're going to take these hook tapes we're going to call teenagers that have agreed to do the surveys we're going to play the hook tape which is essentially the chorus to the song and ask them how they feel about the song we have been licensed by a record company to play these hook tapes to try to determine which singles will come out next and which artists will be signed so you're going to call these people and play the hook tapes so I get up and I'm going, I go over to him and I have a question about, you know, the machinery that we we're using to play the hook tapes and all that kind of stuff. And we're standing there and, uh, and he go, and he sees, uh, you know, I, I, my name is Steven, whatever his last name was. It was a long time. I don't go. I don't remember his last name. And I walked up to him. I said, oh, excuse me, Steve. Could you go Steven? Now he knew my name was Steven. So I thought he was stopping me from finishing because he wanted to interject something. So I go, Steve, Steven. I go, uh, yes, well, what's up? He goes, Steven. I go, yes. We essentially did a who's on first for about 15 seconds. And then he realized that my name was also Steven with a V. 
And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. St- sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, do you prefer Steve or Steven? I said, uh, I don't care. <laughs> Either one's fine with me. He goes, well, I prefer to be called Steven. I said, oh, oh, oh. I said, he says, you know what, Steven? Sorry about that, man. It's essentially, I'm so used to people taking my name, which is similar to yours, and shortening it to Steve, that unfortunately I've fallen into the habit of doing that. And most people don't mind it. I'm one of the group of people that does not mind it. Uh, but since I know that you prefer to be called Stephen, I will call you Stephen from now on. And he smiled. He goes, thank you. And then, of course, people in succession being the cup, Steve, Steve. So I'm sitting there playing the hook tapes. And all I can hear from the back of the room is, Stephen, 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 hey, Steve, I was wondering, Stephen, hey, Stephen, Stephen. <laughs> At first, I thought he was calling me. But I, he was essentially correcting people that kept calling him Steve on a regular basis. Now, it only took one time for him to go, Stephen, for everybody to go, oh, I'm sorry, you want to be called Stephen? Yes. And it was over. And everyone made it. Okay, we'll call him Stephen. All you got to do is tell me what you want to be called. I will respect you as a human being enough to make sure that I call you that. Because you're an adult and I respect you as a human being. And I just wish the people that were making it a point to be so disrespectful to someone who's already gone through a lot of crap. Show that person some respect, man. Oh, your mother called you Bruce and I'm going to call you Bruce. Well, what about his mom was still alive and she goes, you know what? I was really uncomfortable in the beginning uh, that my son Bruce has turned into Caitlin. But I realize that I love my child and I'm going to respect her choice. I mean, I, I, no matter what sex my child is, I love them and I respect her. She's still my baby. And I'm going to call her Caitlin from now on. You know, I've always wanted a daughter because I had a bunch of boys and and so on and so forth. What about that happened? That takes that argument out of your mother called you Bruce. Yes, but I'm his mother and I now call him Caitlin. Oh, um, actually, I'm just a homophobic, transphobic asshole. And I wanted to have an excuse to hide the fact and have some plausible deniability about me being a human piece of crap. But now that you was the mother have come out and said that you kind of took my argument away from me. So I'm now going to have to find another subtle way of being a piece of crap. Yes, you do, you bastard. Once again, it doesn't matter what his mother called him. The only thing that matters is what he, who is now she, calls herself. Caitlyn Jenner. I will call her what she wants to be called because because she exists I'm going to show her respect. The same respect I would show any other human being. So, Caitlyn Jenner, even though uh, you have zero effect on my life whatsoever, I will refer to you as she because that's what you want. You dig? Segment over. Well, folks, we've done another episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast. This is S. Anthony Thomas, your host. That's right. I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping by. I want to thank you guys. You know, it's really really weird. I I did some shows and I did some some tweets talking about the influx of iPhone listeners Uh, because I don't really pay as much attention to the stats. I I check it every once in a while just to to see what's going on and to make sure everything is rolling the way that it should. but <laughs> I said, you know, there's a whole lot of new people coming along that are listening to iPhones. What's going on with that? And I said that. And what happened? A whole bunch of more. I said, are you iPhone people talking to each other and multiplying or something? Or are you coming from another planet? Because all of a sudden I see a whole lot of people with iPhones and iPads. And that was really cool. And it just kept it kept, kept more iTunes, more iTunes, more iPhones. And then after I said that twice, guess what happened? All of a sudden, it's like the Android people went, oh, no, you don't. 
We like them too, damn it. Android people, unite. The iPhone people are kind of trying to take over the Yes Anthony Says podcast audience, and we will not have that, damn it. We're going to come back. And now all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people using the Android phones have come along, and they started multiplying, and now there's a whole bunch more of those. But here's what's funny. I said that, hey, there's a whole bunch of people with Android phones coming along. And guess what? A whole bunch of people that are actually listening to the podcast at home on their desktop. And they're going, listen, you phone bastards. Let me tell you something. Which is 64 gigabyte hard drives. (laughs) I'm a home laptop and I got a 500 gigabyte hard drive. (coughs) My hard drive is so big, I made S. Anthony cough just now. He's going to cough again. (coughs) That's right. That's how big our hard drives are. We make S. Anthony cough while he's doing the wrap-up to his podcast. You see how smooth I am? I cough while I'm drinking water. And I was so smooth, I actually incorporated me coughing while drinking water into the wrap-up of the podcast. If that right there doesn't make you go out and tell some more of your friends to come back and listen, you should go and go. You know, I was listening to S. Anthony uh, on his podcast, and he does comedy, and he does a lot of stuff also. Like, you know, he tells a lot of touching stories and stuff like that. And that's cool. He's funny, and he's informative, and he gives wonderful insights and tells great stories. That's all good, and but that's cool. But that's not why we want you to listen to his podcast, damn it. He was actually taking a sip of water while doing the wrap-up to one of his episodes. Damn near choked himself to death, and in took that choking and incorporated into the wrap up of his show that's how smooth that brother is damn it and that alone is a reason that we need to listen to him i think you should do that you should really do that because i'm that smooth <laughs> you almost oh that was S. anthony's last podcast he choked to death on water uh <laughs> It was uploaded posthumously by, <laughs> by his relatives who found him on the floor with water, with his glass of water knocked on the floor. He almost died. Anyway, folks, listen, I have two Twitter pages. One that's my page. It's at S. Anthony Thomas. That's me. Follow me, damn it. The other one is at S. Anthony says that's the podcast's Twitter. Follow that, damn it. Um, I'm on Stitcher Radio. Tune in radio, and of course, as you people with the iPhones know, also I'm on iTunes. And the home base uh, for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. Um, I just want to say thank you very, very much for coming back and listening to the to the show on a regular basis. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for for bringing your friends. You, you you people are actually bringing your friends. That's probably why this all these new iPhone people coming. You have an iPhone? Cool. Listen to S. Anthony. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you very, very sincerely. I appreciate you bastards. Thank you very much. And I will see you next week when I talk a lot of other weird crap that for some reason you weirdos enjoy and keep coming back and bringing your equally weird friends. I thank you for that. I'll see you next week, my friends. Much love to every last one of you. Much love to every last one of you. S. Anthony out. Go. here.